0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the first under the hood podcast of the 2021-22 season. I am the broadcast voice of the Indy Fuel, Andrew Smith. This podcast will take a weekly look at what's going on with the Indy Fuel hockey team and glad you have joined us for year eight of the Indy Fuel franchise. And last year was a tremendous year. The fuel set a lot of team records, including a record for wins and points in a season and qualified for the playoffs, won the first playoff game in franchise history, just ran into some hot goaltending in Greenville. And that has led to an interesting offseason and certainly one of the most unique offseasons that we will have seen in the hockey world for a lot of reasons that we'll get into in a little bit. But the nice thing is, as we are Now into training camp and getting ready for opening night of the 2021-22 season, which will come next Saturday when the Fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on October 23rd. The Fuel have a really strong nucleus of players back from last year's squad, and that's going to be really key going forward for the Fuel, because half the league is essentially starting from scratch. They didn't play last year, and in the case of Iowa, they're an expansion franchise. They're in the Fuel's division, but essentially the Fuel, Fort Wayne, and Wheeling of the teams in their division are the only ones who played hockey last year, and Fort Wayne and Wheeling have seen a lot of roster churn in the offseason, whereas the Fuel, 16 of the guys in training camp are back from... Last season, they played at least a little bit with the team, including a number of guys who are with the Fuel for a full season. And last year was a successful one despite all kinds of adversity, obviously dealing with COVID protocols and injuries and guys getting called up. There were some times where the roster just seemed like it was completely decimated, yet the Fuel ended up finishing 37-24-8 and eight on the year and finished third in their division and ended up, as we mentioned, qualifying for the playoffs. But it's time to turn the page on a new season, and this is a season that's going to be an interesting one, but I really like the roster that head coach Doug Christensen has put together. A lot of key guys back. Spencer Watson, who had 30 points in 42 games last year, and he was slowed a little bit by injuries, but he's back to full strength. Seamus Malone, who was only able to play 13 games last season due to injuries, is back and had a goal on Thursday in the first preseason game in Cincinnati. Diego Cuglietta, 31 points in 49 games, returns. And you look as well at Jared Thomas, who had 37 points for the Fuel. Peter Krieger spent a lot of time in the American Hockey League last year, but an elite player at the ECHL level. Brent Gates is back after playing just briefly with the Fuel and spent a lot of time in the AHL last year and uh, you keep on going down the line. Tommy Apap, Cedric Lacroix, Colton Heffley, Chad Yetman comes down from Rockford as well. All players with experience, experience in Indy, playing for the Fuel on the forward unit. And then on defense, you've got a really solid core of Ryan Zulesdorf, Jordan Schneider, Mike Lee, and Keone Teixeira. Those four players are a really, really, really solid returning core. And Keone and Mike Lee, two of the elite offensive defensemen, in this league Lee was just having a tremendous year last year before he suffered an injury that caused him to miss the second half of the season Texera 19 points in 51 games last year and is always among the leaders in power play points by a defenseman for the Fuel so a lot of familiar faces and some interesting new ones as well Quinn Foreman up front as well as Liam Folks uh, for the Fuel on the forward units, and then you look on defense. Kirill Chaika, 6'5", 222 from Belarus, um, and Chris Cameron, a rookie who played a number of years for the Barry Colts in the Ontario Hockey League, looking like they're going to be really solid players. And then goaltending, you got Tom Obrun back and Mitch Gillum and Michael Lackey also battling four spots in time in the crease for the Fuel. So it's an interesting and exciting year that's coming up, and it begins on October 23rd. Before then, preseason game, Saturday, October 16th, 6 p.m. The Cincinnati Cyclones will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And then opening night next Saturday, October 23rd, it's always a party. The Cincinnati Cyclones will be here again to drop the puck on year eight of the Indy Fuels franchise. And then the Fuel will be in Cincinnati the following week on October 30th, and then back home November 3rd and November 5th to take on Toledo and Iowa. And it's going to be a very division-heavy schedule this year, as we're pretty much going to see a lot of Cincinnati, Toledo, Iowa, Fort Wayne, Wheeling, and Kalamazoo. And matter of fact, those are the Fuel's first six home opponents. You're going to see each team in the division once, and Not a whole lot of of outside-of-division play this season. Norfolk will come a couple of times in late December. We'll see the Reading Royals in February and Wichita as well, and a game against the Kansas City Mavericks in March. But outside of that, it's going to be a lot of games against division foes this season for the Fuel. And so those games are obviously going to be extra important because of the fact that the top four out of each division make the playoffs. So every game is going to be a four-point game, essentially, from the opening drop. And it's also going to be interesting because, again, Fort Wayne and Wheeling played last season but have seen significant roster turnover. Cincinnati, Kalamazoo, and Toledo are all coming back after taking a year off. And Iowa is an expansion franchise, so they're essentially starting almost from scratch, whereas the Fuel have a big core of players back from last season to build off of. Of course, you can get your tickets single game, partial season, flex packs, full season tickets. Just call the Indie Fuel ticket office, 317-925-FUEL, or go to IndieFuelHockey.com. You can also get your single game tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets and the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. We are looking forward to this season. Of course, Nick and I will bring you all 36 home games on our audio stream that you can find at IndieFuelHockey.com and also with our partnership with Flow Sports via video. All 72 games will be covered via Flow Sports as well. And Of course, we'd love to see you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum next Saturday night and all 36 home games for the year. Our guest on this edition of Under the Hood is the head coach of the Indy Fuel, Doug Christensen. Had a chance to catch up with him and talk about what the team looks like midway through training camp, heading into the final preseason game. A compressed offseason and probably one of the most unique offseasons that you've had with the... Essentially, the number of teams in the league doubling again, and a lot of uh, free agents that you want to sign. It looked like you were able to keep a really good core of players together. And just kind of describe what the off season was like and getting ready for uh, this 2021-22 season.
1: Well, first of all, Andrew, it's obviously uh, great to chat with you again. It means we're back uh, to hockey and back to doing what we love. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a short off season. Um, you know, for me, I thought we had a really good year. Um, you know, we set the franchise record for wins without playing a full season. We had a great start. We had a really rough middle, and then we had a nice end. And, you know, you you get to the playoffs and, you know, bounces impact things one way or the other. And, and, uh, you know, I would have liked to maybe change some things. You replay it over and over and over. But we lost to a good Greenville team, and we learned some good lessons that we're able to apply in, in training camp with a core that, you know, there's some significant players returning and, and some nice additions from Rockford as well. Um, and I think some of the new faces will do, do, do great.
0: You look at this team, 16 of the 26 guys in camp right now are players that have been here before, if for a weekend or for a full season uh, or in the case of a guy like Spencer Watson, multiple years. How important is it to be able to keep that core of players together and have something to build from from that successful year you had last year?
1: Well, I think it's really helpful, especially early, um, whether it's systems or, or structures or they, they they know the routine. They know Indianapolis, although some of the players last year didn't get to see much of it. Right. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, um, we're 100 percent vaccinated. Um, the team's really rallied around each other in that regard, which I think is fantastic. Um, and we're looking forward to playing hockey. And uh, I think that the guys who we've added are good people. Um, and they're excited to play, and now it's a matter of us um, working together to accomplish our goals and start the season off uh, with some success.
0: How have the first few days of training camp gone as you uh, look for uh, the, kind of hit the run-up to the regular season?
1: Well, I think the first three, four days we really spent a lot of time just on guys getting their legs and hands underneath them. Um, we were a little bit lower numbers until we had an influx of players from the American League. Um, and then we were able to kind of put in some systems and structures uh, on Wednesday, on Thursday morning before the game, um, and again today. And so it's going to be one of those things where we continue to add it as the season progresses um, and as the, each day progresses. But I think a big thing for me was I wanted to see some of the new faces and how they've improved and, and how they've come back in shape for returning players. And I really like that piece as well as that the guys have come back uh, in excellent condition.
0: You look at some of the guys you've added. We'll start with the forward unit. Uh, C.J. Ike's a guy who's got a lot of experience in this league and can do a lot of different things. And you add a, a, a guy like Quinn Foreman who put up some good numbers in, in college at Dartmouth and um, and some of the guys that came down from Rockford like Liam Fulks who put up some great numbers at Penn State. Describe what those players are going to bring to, to this team and add to what you already have.
1: Yeah, I mean, CJ, I, I think if you're a fan and you're looking for a comparison, he's kind of a Joe Sullivan type. Um, you know, he's not probably going to get 50 or 60 points, but he's going to compete. He's going to skate. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to lead by work. Um, and, and that's why we have him because he kind of fits into how we do things. Um, you know, I think Quinn Foreman's a guy that he reminds me a little bit of Jay Dickman. Um, it might take him a little bit, but there's a lot there. Um, and he's got good hands. He showed that last night. He's not afraid to finish, finish his hits. He's a big body. He goes in the net, and he's got nice, soft hands. And so, um, I think he could be a real productive player. And you know, I look at uh, Brent Gates as a guy who he was here briefly last year, but um, he's going to have a, a big impact. And you know, Liam Folks coming down from from Rockford. You know, you don't put up the numbers that he did in the Big Ten. Uh, if you don't have something to your game, uh, he's got speed, he's got skill, he's got vision, um, you know, and we're, we're excited to see what he can bring to our group.
0: It seems like there was a bit of an emphasis this off season on being skilled, which you have a lot of skill, but also being a heavier team. And obviously with some of the teams in the the division, you know, Fort Wayne's always got a heavy team. Cincinnati usually has a, has a bigger team. Was there a real emphasis on getting a little bit bigger and more physical this off season?
1: I wanted to get a little bit bigger, but I didn't want to leave the skill piece behind. So, you know, you think about a guy like Quinn or you think about a guy like Hefley uh who are bigger bodies, um and and they're they're able to grind and work. Um and so I, I like that. Um but at the same token I don't want to give up our skill level. I don't want to give up our the way we play. The hallmark is that when people come to see us play, they they know that we're a team that can really get around the rink well, now we got some guys who are a little bit bigger who can do the same.
0: And you look at guys that can get around the rank. How, how good is it to have Peter Krieger back from the AHL? And you add to that with bringing Spencer Watson back. Uh, Diego Cuglietta had a really a solid year offensively last year, and you've got a playmaker like Jared Thomas. And then Brent Gates as well can put up some really big numbers and, having what looks like a couple of really skilled lines uh, and, and a lot of players who can put the puck in the net and make plays.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, that there's a, one of the things I like about our team is a lot of different ways we can, we can cut you, right. I mean, Cedric could clock and go to the net and score a dirty one. Seamus Malone can score a goal like he did last night with a lot of skill. Brent Gates can wire a puck as well as anybody in our league. Uh, you know, Spencer Watson's a, a proven score. So for me, it's, it's, it's the guys that uh, we want to, Um, put the puck on their stick uh, and and let them make plays and let them be aggressive um, in how they attack and and give them structure and ideas, but allow them to play. Um, Because when we've done that with our skilled players, they've had a lot of success. And uh, we want that to continue, of course.
0: And we talk about having that core of players together with essentially half the league and most of the division, Cincinnati, Toledo, Kalamazoo, Iowa, basically either in iowa's case completely starting from scratch or in the case of some of those other teams essentially having to restart after having taken a year off are you going to be able to hit the ground running a little bit more because you've got a bunch of guys who are already familiar with each other and as you mentioned familiar with the city familiar with the systems and 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 what you're doing
1: i i mean i hope so but obviously that's that remains to be seen i mean we still have uh, new pieces uh, that we're incorporating in um, and some new systems and structures as well. Um, but I, I, I do like the fact that the guys come back and they're excited to see each other. I like the fact that they're comfortable in the room together. I, I like those pieces. Um, but at the same time, I want them to help the new guys assimilate in and be a part of the group right away. Um, you know, still guys are jockeying for position and roles within the team. And it's important that those guys do well and, and those guys uh, are, are brought into the group right away
0: look at the blue line, you've got a core of four guys back and talented guys in Schneider and Zulsdorf and Lee and And The offensive skill that you have from the blue line, you've got two really elite power play quarterbacks in Shara and Lee. How important is that as far as driving the attack and also just making that first pass out of the zone to get the puck going uh, going north?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a really big thing for us. Um, You know, Mike Lee was on pace last year to – Probably, I mean, if he stayed healthy last year, you could have made a strong argument that he would have been an all-rookie team or, or, or awfully close to it. Um, you know, so we're excited for that piece. Um, but it's going to take him a little bit to get going, right? I mean, he had he had a significant injury. Um, I don't expect him to be, you know, the same player on day one. I expect him to get better every single day as he kind of gets back. I mean, he just recently got cleared. So, you know, for for me, that's going to take some time. Uh, Tex is coming back from Stafford in the American League. He'll be getting, getting in today. Um, or tonight, I should say. Um, you know, but the other guys that we have, I mean, I think Chris Cameron's been a nice, uh, addition. I think, uh, Schneids and Z do a nice job defending. And, uh, as a group, um, they're going to help us get pucks out and they're going to help us uh, create off of the rush as well.
0: You mentioned Chris Cameron. He's a rookie. Had a really good career in the OHL, and he's the only right shot defenseman you have as well. And the importance of of having him being able to play the right side, but also what is it like for the other guys that are going to have to play their offside, and what does that change as far as their as far as their approach to playing, especially in the D zone?
1: Yeah, I mean, I. I... To me, it's more of their breakouts uh, that's impactful. But you know, a lot of guys like to play their offside offensively because they're getting pucks right into a one timer. In um, the Zealand regroup, they like it because it's coming right into their forehand, uh, and they're able to make plays. So there are some there are some nuances that you have to work on if you play your offside. But um, you know, most of these guys will have done at some point in time. But um, Chris is big, he's strong, he's physical, uh, quality. Uh, he's in great shape. And, you know, I, I think, again, he's a young player. It's going to take him a little bit of time, but he'll get there.
0: You look at your goaltending. Uh, Tom Aubron is a guy we know from last season, and he just continued to get better and better and better as he got used to the pro game. And then you add in a couple of guys uh, in Lackey and Gillum that we've seen as visiting goaltenders. But uh, now, now here, just describe what you have as far as your goaltending trio here in camp.
1: I've been really, really happy with them in camp. All three have done an outstanding job, um, and they've done a really good job making my life difficult. So uh, that's a positive. Um, I want them to continue to work. I want them to continue to compete and um, make each other better. They've run, but they've all—all all three have been excellent.
0: What are your goals for the rest of camp and uh, Saturday's game against Cincinnati, and then as we as we go into the season and get ready for opening night next Saturday night?
1: Well, I think. Uh, Few things for Saturday night. I want, I want our some of the guys who didn't play last night to get in, um, and, and maybe get some some other guys the night off um, to try to get some chemistry, get get the guys' game ready, get their legs underneath them so that they know what it's like to get hit again. Um, they know what it's like to, to to make a play under pressure. They they get some of the conditioning that comes along with it. Um, I also want to make sure that uh, we really give a, a good quality opportunity to the you know the guys who are trying out for our team. Um, and hope that some of them, you know, do like the goaltendings have, which is really compete and do a great job. Um, and then, and then also at the same token, um, you know, uh, try to get some chemistry, whether that's in D pairings or line combinations, uh, um, or, uh, you know, power player special teams units to try to get a little bit of that.
0: You've added, uh, an assistant coach and Duncan Delmo who'd been in, uh, Brampton. What, Dimension does he add to the coaching staff, and what? How does he complement you uh, on the staff and leading this team?
1: Well, Duncan's been great. I mean, I, I've been really fortunate. I've had three great assistant coaches with Brad, who's now in the American League, and Andy, who got a nice opportunity in in Youngstown, and and obviously to add Duncan, um, and they all bring different elements. But I think the one thing that Duncan brings is, you know, he he, he before getting um into, into coaching again, he was a skills coach in Toronto for almost a decade, and what I like about that is you can really try to work with our individual players to make them better. And, you know, there's so much time and emphasis that go into system and structures um, and all of that, that, you know, you're looking on in team play. Well, I want the guys out there before and after practice, you know, working on whether it's D retrievals or, you know, ways of getting pucks through or tips or different things that can help make them better. Um, and, and he brings that. He also brings um, experience as a player. He was a defenseman of the year in our league and um i think that he brings that experience to our group and he's been on a playoff team in our league uh, he's coached a playoff team in our league in brampton and so he he's seen what it takes to be successful as an individual and as a as a team um and, and so and and he and i complement each other well and um you know i'm looking forward to working with him
0: how difficult are these next couple of days for you as you shape the roster for this upcoming season and have to make some of those tough choices as far as who's going to be part of your final 23-man roster that you start the year with?
1: Um, it's tough. You know, I think that players make games. Um, players put themselves in a position to succeed. Um, I think the biggest part is trying to, you know, get it right, um, especially sometimes when you don't have a small sample size or when you have a small sample size. Um, those are my Those are my concerns. Um, but I think at the same token, I think we're at the stage now where, um, you know, we, we've got a pretty good idea of, of, of what we're getting ourselves to. And it's those last couple guys battling for spots. Um, but, but just as importantly, it's it's the other guys getting through healthy and, and, and being ready to roll.
0: Was this offseason a little bit more of a challenge because of so many teams that were coming back? into the league. And obviously you have players that you had last year, like Nick Hutchison and and Michael Pellick, who were contracted to other teams that went back to their original teams, but also just the number of teams that were competing for free agents as well as guys going to Europe.
1: Uh, It was, it was unlike any summer I've ever been a part of period. Um, It was a very different summer in terms of player acquisition. Usually the marketplace is full of players um, and it was not, um, the, the one thing to keep in mind is, you know, all the players play division one college got there an extra year of eligibility. Um, and so uh, those players who are seniors, there are very few Tommy of uh, APAPS who, you know, decided that, you know what, I'm ready to move on and go be a professional. A lot of those guys, you know, went back to school for another year, um, or transferred and, you know, got another opportunity elsewhere. So, Um, yes, our team is, uh, we're fortunate that we return a lot of players. Um, but the, the number of players that were on the marketplace were just a lot less. And then I think the one thing that skewed it as well was the fact that a lot of teams said, you know what, there's not a lot of players. I need players and I'm going to go spend a significant amount of money. And in a salary cap environment, um, when you have teams that just start, for lack of a better place, splashing the pot it changes the marketplace um, and and sets sets uh, price price points that are a little bit different. Uh, again, it goes back to we're fortunate to return a good tour, but it's definitely a um, it was definitely a different struggle this summer, a, a, a different thing. But at the same token, I like the pieces that we added with the goaltending. You know, Chris Cameron I think is a guy that's going to be a really good player. Um, As the season progresses, you you look at CJ, you look at Quinn, you know, Gates coming back. You know, there's some pieces there that um, can provide a lot for us uh, that maybe some of the returners don't.
0: How important, too, then, is that relationship, not just with Rockford, but uh, with teams in the American Hockey League? You had a lot of guys on PTOs uh, that were in camp. and and obviously getting a guy like Peter Krieger back, but also you've got four guys in camp on Rockford contracts, and that's been a, a really good relationship here over the last, what now is eight years.
1: For sure. And I, and I think that, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, it's great to see our players have success with our own affiliate too, you know, for Cliff Watson to, to earn a contract. Um, I think is great for him. It's great for our players that they see that they get success. They have success here at, can turn out to be uh, a quality opportunity for them in the future. And so we want that. We want that to, to foster that relationship. But because we've had success moving players on, it's also helped us with other situations. Um, and so that, to me, I think is the biggest piece that I'm trying to uh, work through is, you know, how do we assimilate the guys who are coming back, whether it's from camp or contracts, and get them in the best possible position to succeed, while obviously uh, having the players that we have here um, have success and work t- towards their own individual goals through our team success.
0: That's the head coach of the Indy Fuel, Doug Christensen. As we look at the team partway through training camp and the offseason and how this team was put together and built, and now we look forward to the final preseason game, 6 o'clock. The puck drops Saturday, October 16th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. And then... The curtain is drawn on the 2021-22 season next Saturday, October 23rd. Again, the Fuel taking on the Cincinnati Cyclones at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Again, get your tickets by calling 317-925-FUEL, visiting the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, or online at IndieFuelHockey.com, or at all Ticketmaster outlets. We are looking forward to this season and the next two Saturday nights at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I am Andrew Smith. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.